Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine, and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Welcome, everyone. It is episode 46 of the Dance to Oneness podcast. This week, I am joined with uh, my beautiful friend and X-Men facilitator, Rachel O'Brien. She's not just an X-Men facilitator. She also facilitates Talk to the Entities, three-day body classes, Joy of Business. And she's been um, using the tools of access consciousness and teaching them around the world for over 10 years now. Um, and Rachel is... Um, like I said, an X-Men facilitator. So today we're going to talk about X-Men, abilities or disabilities. Welcome, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a class recently. We, we said the other way around. It was disabilities or abilities. I did it the other way around. <laughs> Everything you just want to first read. Disabilities are abilities. abilities. Let's change the world when it comes so, to disabilities. Yeah, definitely. So for those who may listen, they're like, what the hell is an X-Men? First and foremost, it's someone who is energetic. Energy is their first language. And we can go through like a couple of, this is so cute. At the back of one of my favorite books in the world, Would You Teach a Fish to Climb a Tree? Is if you are reading this, chances that that chances are that you have talents and abilities and awareness. Oh, you know, if you're an X-Men, if there's about a billion words go through your head and then you're trying to fit like 10 into a cent. <laughs> and so there's a few, there's a few indicators here. How many times have you thought about someone and then the person called you or sent you an email? Okay. How many times do you go crazy from boredom unless you're in motion, learning new things, are creating beyond what's deemed acceptable. How many books or how many browsers have you opened at the same time? Do you ever wonder why some people say one thing and they so clearly mean another? Okay. <laughs> Do you ever wonder how some people are so mean and they can get away with it? And then what about the kind ones who are badly treated? Do you ever feel, this is me, that your head will explode from all the craziness that you see and everyone else around you seems to think that it's normal or okay or acceptable? Have you ever been able to sit still for hours and hours on end? Have you ever been able to have your mind slow down? <laughs> have you ever been able to have your mind just have one thought? Have you always had a magic touch with animals or kids? Do children and animals know that you have their back? It's just this, has anyone ever called you weird? Um, in school, did your teachers write on your report cards, doesn't live up to her full potential or doesn't finish what she started, has difficulty in focusing or concentrating? <laughs> and these are what Gary affectionately calls you have talents, abilities, and awarenesses that extend far beyond the capacity of your cognitive mind. X-Men are psychic and aware, and they function from something called spherical awareness, which is we don't 
function on a 2D or even 3D, we function spherical realities, past, present and future. And we can hold all those realities simultaneously in our awareness. Well, there you go, guys. You might have seen yourself somewhere in that list there. Or <laughs> <laughs> a few cases, you know? Yeah. And, and so if you've tried to desperately fit, fit in and then resigned yourself to a life of, like for me, being the one who laughs at the wrong time, says the wrong thing at the wrong time. And if you're done with fitting in and then you'll know you're an X-Men. And then how, how does that, so I find that a lot of people, when we talk about X-Men, you know, we, in, we talk about, um, but Gary talks a lot about how, you know, kids who are being diagnosed, ADD, ADHD, OCD, autistic, um, are, are X-Men. They're the mutation of the species. And what I find that a lot of, I even spoke to you, Rachel, even yesterday at this market I was doing, a lot of like mothers come to me and say, well, I have a, a kid who's autistic or um, I have a child and they always want to help their child. And what I found is that usually they need it more than the child. Usually. Nearly <laughs> always. Yeah. Yeah. So there seems to be something like with X-Men, the kid, the parents of X-Men kids, like there there's almost like a denial like the x-men adults are denying their capacities and their abilities <laughs> and making them wrong and then it's being and then the kids are just like mimic mirroring that back to them in a way you know you mean yeah. deny, denying defending avoiding and making their different difference wrongness yeah <laughs> which i did that's not wrong. You watched me with my three beauties, you know, X-Men extraordinaires, like, and you watched me take a look at the way that I was taught to parent wasn't working. And in fact, I was fighting against my capacities to create my life, which didn't work, by the way, because I'm then impacted by someone else's point of view in the concept, idea, belief, design about how I should live and somehow what I should look like and somehow what I should behave like. And that was the only choice I had. So for me, I suppose Dara was the one I fought the most, who's my son and he's 23 now, he's the youngest, he still is. And so he was so different. He went into school, his first day of school and there was a big smiley face and outside the entrance to the school. And he said to me on day two, he, he said, this is not the way it is in there. This is a lie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, shh, just go into school, you know, because I, was, I, I wasn't ever going to be the mom that stayed at home and homeschooled. I probably would blow my brains out. That would have never worked for me if I'm being quite honest, you know. I just didn't have that ability, capacity, whatever you may call it. So for me, I had to find a school where some, <laughs> somehow I I had to make it work that it would work for my son. And actually it didn't work for my son. There was a lot of force and a lot of fight and a lot of effort. And yet in school, the teachers loved him because he was the kid that they would sit, the kid that couldn't relax next to. He was the kid that, oh, sit next to Dara, he'll calm things down, you know. And so what I fought in him 
and what I, I'm going to say rejected, refused, denied was what I was actually fighting in myself. So, so thank you for saying that. So I'm just going to repeat what I just, just said. What she fought in Dara was what she was fighting in herself. And then what changed, like what changed for you then when you did stop fighting that in yourself, what changed with him? Everything. Every, I, I can't even begin to go into the extent of the massive impact on something unseen as energetic capacities because energetic capacities are unseen first and foremost. Okay. Mm. And so his capacities were unseen and the impact of what was unseen in his world was having a massive negative effect that was causing problems, upset, drama, I would say pain, sickness. And so Diva Diaz, the creator of Access, came to stay with me for a couple of weeks. Creator of Access. Um, she... <laughs> oh, there, there you go, Diva. I'm, I'm saying you're the creator of Access now. <laughs> well, she she was you really got X-Men classes going. Yeah, she did. She yeah. took it out of reference material. Yeah. And so she came to stay with me and very quickly... I would see Diva would think about like having fish and chips, their fries for, for Americans and their homemade potatoes in Ireland that you fry in a deep fryer and you cut into a cha- the shape of a fry. And so she would think about having fish and chips. And my son would say, hey, Diva, I was passing the, the fish and chip shop, which is a real traditional Irish and UK thing, British thing. And I bought you these chips. And she would look at me and go, do you get this? Like, I just thought about this, like, 15 minutes ago and then he comes in the door you know and so one of the things that I really hadn't recognized acknowledged or received was that he had a capacity to pick up other people's thoughts emotions feelings beliefs extremely strongly and in his case he believed that he was so wrong he was looking to do rightness to the extent of trying to prove what he was or what he wasn't. And his whole personality became developed in him proving, and the same for me, what I wasn't, what I was not and what I was, which actually the moment that you're proving anything, you're not being you. You know, Dane wrote a whole book on this, that if you're taking on who you should be according to a personality or according to an image or a definition, you're actually you're you're ex- it's extremely severe on x-men's body because mm. you're actually cutting off everything that you be you're taking all the x-men are highly energetic they have enough energy to light up the city of mumbai for three months so if you look at all these abilities capacities with energy to light up the city of mumbai with the mitochondria of our of our biome for three months then you're taking all that energy and now you're you're pushing it into it's like taking all the energy in the universe and pushing it into a fixed box and so that you become a character and it's it's very severe it had a massive sever- severity on his body on the way he walked through the world because he didn't have any of this before he went to school and in his case he didn't get why he had to go to school he didn't get why he had to sit down for five hours he should be up a tree what you mean i have to sit down here and um, he he would have the answer to the math before the teacher wrote them. The teacher would ask him to break down into a formula. 
so he would know how he got the answer. So it it was it was really tough until I actually woke up one day and recognized information that nobody had ever given me was that my son was extremely aware of other people's thoughts, feelings, emotions. He would pick up on vibes. He would pick up on energies. When he was around teachers that were happy and grateful for him, um, he dynamically excelled. And then when he was around, there was one teacher in particular uh, that had alcohol problem. He could sense that before he went into the classroom, you know, as I did with my own grandfather. And so this is where we pick up energies and people say, no, 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 you couldn't do that or you haven't got that ability or capacity. And yet we have. And so your whole life becomes a conflict with yourself because you have been told that you are not able to perceive things that you absolutely cannot fit into a definition or a cognitive a cognitive separated explanation it cannot be explained. And so that's what creates a massive conflict with yourself. So, okay, so in that, how did he change? What did he do to change that? Or be, what was he? Well, first oh, of all, Gary, first of all, Gary Douglas gave me a tool that like would him play a movie for the whole day like getting out the door in the morning, you know, show him the movie, putting on his shoes, putting on his clothes, getting into the car, show him me picking him up after school, coming home, sitting down in our little place in our kitchen where they would colour. And also, I'm going to say this, I was subject to a lot of abuse as a child, so I had a lot of insanity as a mom. No right, no wrong, no good, no bad. If you're out there, and you've totally messed up, it's okay. You can start fresh <laughs> right now, you know, interesting point of view. And so the, the main thing for Dara is that I was like touching Dara, like there was stress rods coming out of my fingertips. It's like running an electrical current through a body, you know? And so I was one of the main stressors because I was functioning from so much stress and so much worry. And when I changed me when I started to recognize that I had so many fixed points of views so many judgments that were not mine that I bought as me and when I started to take responsibility and come out of blame of my son is wrong or my husband is wrong or this person's wrong like a conscious leader an x-men doesn't ever blame anyone for their lives they take full responsibility of what am I doing that's creating this or what am I being that's creating this and the funny thing is, is fast forward 10 years, Dara's now football coach. He's in college in Ireland. You know, he is way ahead of his time with the way he interacts with people, with he, his engagement with people, how he can talk to people, how he communicates with people. He knows exactly what they require. He knows exactly what they require to hear. And then that's using the X-Men capacities to your advantage. Whereas to use them to your disadvantage is to believe the thoughts, feelings and emotions that you are aware of are yours. You know, particularly not many of us are even told that we walk through a world where most people hate themselves and that we walk through a world that a body is functioned from a 2D reality, which is I'm the sum total of my body and how I look defines me. 
And so that's very stressful for X-Men because we, number one, we don't understand it. Nobody explains to us, hey, you've come into a world. Like for me, I, as a young girl, I would look at my family and my mom and I knew she didn't adopt me because she was a single parent. I would look in and say, did I come from another planet? Like, who are these people? What is this world all about? And I genuinely didn't understand the behavior. I didn't, I didn't, I genuinely didn't get what it was all about. And when I say what, what it was all about, the concepts, the ideals, the beliefs, cultural, religious, social, educational, and so all of it, <laughs> all, all, all of the concepts of the way that we're supposed to live. And so I would look at that and be extremely confused. And I didn't have anyone around me to say, hey, it's not that you you don't know and you should know. It's that you actually function in a different way. You function with total communion with energy and total awareness. And nobody ever asked me, hey, what are your strengths? Like when Gary asked me, what do you know about your son that you're not acknowledging? I knew my son was phenomenally brilliant. One time I told you the story many times. I think he was like, I think it was like 18 months sitting in the back of my little fiesta. And I would drop him to his grandmother's. I was going to work. And uh, my second girl was in, yeah, she's like two, she, there's a year between them. And so basically 18 months, two years and six months. And the eldest is going to school and I dropped them to their grandmother's because I'm going off to work. And you're getting up in the morning, getting your kids organized, packing up the car, and I missed the turn. I wasn't present. And next he says, Mama, up that hill. And I immediately went, huh? What? Mom, up that hill. And I'm like, he knows where I'm going. He knew, he knew exactly the route, you know? And then another little thing he said, he was like four and we were coming home from his play school and he, he'd run in over the top of the car and put his arms around my neck and he said, mom, how does the CD player know what CD it's playing? And I said, what do you mean? He said, so does the CD player know what's playing, know what's playing on it? And I looked at him and he was talking about your brain. Does your brain know what program you're playing, what songs you're playing? So... I knew that he was brilliant. I knew that he was very intelligent. What I didn't know is what he required in school to thrive. And I didn't get the question to much later that I was able to give him when he was 14 is that if you were to design your school experience, what would that be for you? You know, so these questions are my favorites. What do you know about your child that you're not acknowledging? What are his strengths, you know? Because if Amy has the capacity to pick up my thoughts and I'm her mom, and if I'm putting in there's something wrong with her, fix her, okay? You perceive your reality through my thoughts and there's no one there to be a buffer to say, hey, this is actually your awareness, this is your perception, this thought is not yours, this is your awareness of your mother or your father or your teacher's reality. So if you put into an X-Men's world, you're wrong. The only, I'm going to say the only reference that they have to themselves is I'm wrong. 
So the biggest gift that you can give your child is just is just really be present. And what does my child know that I'm not asking him about, her about, or acknowledging? I love that. There are some really great questions that you can ask in reference to your child, but you can also ask those questions in reference to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rachel, the other day um, we were talking on the phone and because we're looking at X-Men, right? So abilities or disabilities. And we're you said something about OCD. You said the extreme of OCD is and the extreme of ADHD is. Or was it mm. the extreme or you were said like... Um, O, like OCD not do you remember I, I yeah I said OCD gone warp gone okay. warp yeah gone warp um is depression anxiety sadness so what occurs is I'm going to use myself as an example so access this point of view about OCD it is the ability to be aware of other people's thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and emotions from an 800 to thousands, 8,000 mile radius and beyond. Okay. So if you grow up in a bipolar house, let's start that. By bipolar, we mean judgment. This is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. So polarity is judgment. Okay. We call it sexuality. Right, wrong, good, bad. Okay. So you will only perceive this is right and this is wrong. And you will take those realities of right and wrong and buy them as yours. And then it creates a massive, I'm right if I'm the good girl. I'm wrong if I lose my temper. I'm right if I'm this. I'm wrong if I'm this. And so what it creates is a completely disordered bipolar universe where you will go to extremes. So when you perceive sadness, you won't perceive it just like a little bit of sadness. You will perceive it to extreme because that's your energetic capacity. So if you look at me, my mom was really depressed, undiagnosed when she was um, a young 20-odd-year-old woman. You know, this beautiful 20-year-old got into marriage quite violent. He nearly killed her, actually. And she then was left on her own at 22 years of age, maybe 21, 20, 22, with two little girls, you know, in the 70s in Ireland. And nobody recognized that she was depressed, you know, that she she required. Th those were the, were not the days when, when you'd call your friend up and go, hey, are you OK? And we had the openness and the trust to trust the environment that we could actually say, hey, I'm not, I require some support. Those were the days that things were very hidden. You didn't talk about, maybe you didn't sleep well last night or maybe your heart is beating and you've anxiety attacks or you panic. You didn't talk about like that you're stressed about your future, you know? So everything was very hidden. And when things are hidden for X-Men, they expose them massively. And the way that we expose them is we literally take the point of view that's impelled in our universe. So let's say I'm a big ball of energy, okay? And I can hear I can hear my mother's universe, there's something wrong. We haven't got enough. I'm never going to manage on my own. How will I cope without their dad? You know, how am I going to look after them? I don't want to be in the world anymore. And that literally will be turned up. Everything this is bringing up, here's the access consciousness statement. 
right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys, pubs and beyonds. So we will turn that up full volume. It gets really loud for an X-Men. Like, okay. And then we will actually act like what we were receiving is who we are. And I genuinely, for 40 years, my mother used to get depressed in November, December. And I genuinely thought that that depression was mine. I had bought it as mine because here's this energy impelled in my universe. And it's like a lie because it plays over and over and over and over. over. It's like a song over and over and over again. But nobody tells you that it's not true for you. It's not light. It's not joy. It's not space. Nobody tells you about it's a lie in your universe. I love it. Wow. You just like, yeah. <laughs> so that's OCD people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. really like this information, like, and you're just, you're really only, you know, tipping on it here. This whole X-Men body of work. And um, really it gives you so much more um, information like that you, that you were missing your whole life, you know, like, even that stuff about OCD and picking up on your mother's thoughts and perceiving her reality towards yours. Like if we grew up with this information and these tools, wow, how much easier would have our life have been, you know? So, sorry. Well, well, one thing we say in access is you cannot create your life on a lie. You cannot create your, and so for me, there were so many lies. X-Men haven't got like just your body as the sum total of who you are. Um, we're not standalone units you know we actually we're not a standalone physiology that's not the way X-Men embodiment work humanoid embodiment work we actually are very connected with the biome of the earth so the we thrive like near trees we do really well with ferns we really do well with water and so we haven't got this information that we're not a standalone unit, that we are actually receiving information from everywhere. And if you look at the study of psychology, which is what this lady talked to me about, is about the human behavior and the knowing of human behavior. But nobody has ever told us that we're not standalone units, mm. that actually I can walk into, like nobody ever told me, that if there was a fight at a wedding, that I can perceive that energy so intensely that I'll hear it so loud, you know? And so nobody has ever said, actually, you're energetically aware, you will perceive energies extremely loud and they will walk you through, what are you perceiving? What are you aware, aware of, you know? And in, in this book, Gary tells the most phenomenal, it still like rocks my world, and um, he went to work on this little girl and she was like nine years of age. And basically she had these thoughts like that she wanted to have like sex with women. And she was highly aware, highly autistic. Autism is the ability to receive information as a whole brain function, brain function that's not separate from all areas. And so Gary went to see her and he was like, that's like not something that kids do. You know, it's just not their functionality. And he asked her, he's like, what are you aware of? And she told him that she was seeing images of women and sex. 
And he asked her to point to where it was coming from. Where is that? Where, where is it coming from? And she went like this. And she pointed towards an apartment up over her gar- garage and her mother and father's property. Imagine this now. It turns out that the guy, her father had rented the apartment to the guy who was some kind of a security officer and he was watching porn by day in his apartment. Now, how do you deal with that when nobody asks, what are you aware of? Nobody trusts. And there is this beautiful little girl picking up on what was going on in another apartment. And nobody, nobody could have got to the gift of that, that she has a massive capacity to perceive feelings, thoughts, emotions, downloading, you know, images um, by her awareness. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. So, Rachel, do you want to invite people to your X-Men classes? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. And I do want to say that there are classes all over the world. I'm going to be in Florida. The date, is it the 18th, 19th or 19th? It's it's 20 and 21st. So the 20 and 21st, Rachel's going to be in Florida for X-Men. So she's going to do this class live in Florida and online. It's a two-day class. It comes with a manual. The manual is full of information that really can set you free in these places where you've been made wrong. Like I was diagnosed with a psychosis, put on medication. It covers everything that manual from mental illness, psychosis, schizophrenia, ADD, ADHD, OCD, and gives you actually gives you information that sets you free. Like, like Rachel said, like if you're living from a lie as an X-Men, that stuff will drive you insane. But if you can actually get to the truth of what's going on, it will set you free in a way that nothing else will really. Um, so, so yeah, so Rachel will be in Florida for that. I wanted to share one little quick story with you. So before I got on this call um, or this podcast, I was in the kitchen and um, this thing where with my husband, who's also an X-Men, um, I when sometimes I'll ask him something and he won't answer me. Actually, not sometimes, like all the time. All he won't the time. answer me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like making breakfast and I was like, Do you want toast or do you want a muffin? And he's like, and he didn't answer me. And then I'm like in my head, I'm like, I want, you know, so then I'm like, he wants toast. In my head, I'm like, he wants toast. But of course, I'm like, why won't you answer me? Like, answer me. And then like, you know, I, I get mad that he won't answer me. And then he goes, toast and I'm like okay and then in my head I'm like you knew he wanted toast he answers Mm. you in your head when are you going to receive that he answers you in your head (laughs) so it's like I get like it's so that's so this reality like get frustrated or angry because he won't answer me but he has answered me (laughs) he just hasn't done it verbally and it's like so many times I have to be like Amy he is an x-man when are you going to receive that he's an x-man when are you going to receive that he communicates with you differently yeah, I mean, my eldest daughter really struggled with this with me. I said, oh, I, th- I said it in my head. So some people do require words and be an allowance. And for him, his point of view is, I already told you, like, can you not hear me? Because we don't, because <laughs> we don't recognize that the other person doesn't actually like hear you, that they don't read minds the way that we do. And so this is where you can play with it and explore and invite you and Mike to more possibilities and and 
you can work on your psychic awareness. Yeah, it's like fun, right? I'm like, why don't you yeah. start playing with this instead of trying to make him verbally answer? You know, if you're like, okay, yeah. I got the answer, thanks. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, do we have to talk? <laughs> do I have to use words? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So thank you, Rachel. Is there anything else you want to invite people to before we finish up? I would say we be the invitation we are the future that will be on this planet you know i don't make my capacities wrong anymore i had to learn to work with them and it took me some massive commitment to my own reality and when you commit to actually you and receiving you then your commitment to other people's wrongness and pain falls away and i i suppose just thanks like people don't when they watch your podcast they don't know how much you've worked for where you are today and the amount of energy and commitment you've put into the creation of your life. So, yeah, well, we you, be Rich. the invitation. It's true. Yeah. And I also put that book, the link to that book, um, Would You Teach a Fish How to Climb a Tree in the comment section there. Yeah. It's a great book for parents, uh, for, for ad, like for anyone. I didn't read it for a while because I thought it was for parents with kids and I don't have kids. And then Rachel was like, Amy, you need to read the book. <laughs> it's for you. Can I... Can I finish with this question yeah. from the book? What if your greatest potency is the gentleness that you can be, the kindness that you can be, the caring that you are, and the space of infinite allowance you be? Thank you for listening to the Dance to Oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.